Or would you? Blimey, you can't get the staff around here, can you, Steve? Uh, honestly, it's a nightmare. You're supposed to be quiet like mice. <laughs> yeah, radio station. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good to see you, Steve. Now, um, uh, uh, I'm just oh, going to... very get... hard to think of a topic. I'm going to put some sugar in my coffee and let you get on with it, I think. <laughs> well, I, I, you know Harold Wilson used to say, the former British Prime Minister, a week is a long time in politics. Blimey, two weeks is... Two weeks? <laughs> Boy, you know, it is only two weeks since the um, abortive swearing in of various LegCo members. But I think we need to just rule, uh, um, maybe just, just review, because so much has happened in that two weeks. Oh, yes. It might be a useful service to the listener to, um, to, to just review all of that. So we start with these two young Spiration dunderheads, in my view, uh, deciding that they'll make a political Quali- show. Qu- qualify that if you would. I mean, we've talked about this, and I just said, you know, they could have been smarter with their, be- I think in, with their smartness. Been, I, I understand their frustration. I understand they want to make a protest against the government. What I don't understand... But they're not without brains, Steve. Well, I think this it was a brainless act yep. to, to do what they did during the swearing-in. If I were them, I'd have got sworn in and got down to business. But anyway, it didn't happen. The next thing that happened after that was that their declaration wasn't accepted, along with three others, so there were five people who, who, who hadn't been sworn in. Yep. What happened after that is that the president of LegCo said, well, all right, do it again. He looked up the rule book and it said, oh, that's right, I can, I can say that any old time. So then you get... And now, now the the train starts rolling mm, off the, the track. Dom- the dominoes. Click, then you click, have click. the chief executive, bizarrely adding his name to a application to the court for an injunction against the president of Legco mm. to stop him allowing them swearing in, and calling for a judicial review of his decision. The court, and we'll go back to I see why Lung's name was on that in a minute. The court said, you know, sorry, boys, there's no reason for an injunction, but you want a judicial review. It's a bit unusual. Usually judicial reviews are against government actions, but to be taken by the government is unprecedented. But hey-ho, hey-ho, this is Hong Kong, this is CY Leung, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. So then you come to, fast forward to last week, only last week, and the members of the pro-government camp, who obviously felt that they hadn't done enough flag-waving in the intervening seven days, decided that regardless of the court decision, this is quite important, regardless of the court decision, they would walk out of LegCo so that de facto the court's decision was overruled. The court said, you, you know, you can't stop this happening. They said, oh, yes, we can. So off they go, they trot out of LegCo, and then they say, you know, filibusters very, very bad, except for when, when we, do, we do them, <laughs> and then they're very, very necessary, and, we're, we, you know, we're, we're entitled yeah, rather, to do this. they'd rather put that so argument the, away. So the, the high ground of not filibustering has been lost, but you wouldn't know it listening to them. They, they're still very self-righteous about their right to filibuster, but nobody else is. This is this is a bit like Donald Trump, of, you know, I'll only accept the results of the election if I win. Exactly. <laughs> it's very similar, actually. So then you get. So where are we? So we're 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 now in. We're now creeping from week one into week two. Week two, the government says, I "Tell you what, I think we could amend that um, application Go to the on. court for the judicial review, because there's a slight danger that even if it goes our way, they'll still be able to take their seats. So we'll actually have a review which includes 
banning them from taking their seats. Uh, that there, there was an election, they were elected, but we don't care about that stuff, you Silly know. Boy. So, meanwhile, the um, the president of LegCo, who, who who sort of became an unexpected hero, this is Andrew Lung. After after getting a lot of stick about his yes, got a lot of stick about his credentials, whether he should be there, whether he held a British passport, and and he apparently decided, and goodness knows what bizarre road let him led him to this particular conclusion that he should follow the LegCo rulebook and the LegCo rulebook simply said that, you know, if they want to take their declarations again, there's nothing in there actually to stop them. But he'd been sat upon because, remember, the reason he's sitting in the President's seat is because there were orders from Western that no one else from the pro-government camp was allowed to run and I think they phoned him up and said, do you remember why you're there, son? You know, we didn't put you there to read the rule. <laughs> if book. only they did speak the way you say. All right, son, you know yeah, what... You know what you... There's a gonna, bung in the mail not, for We're you. not going to tell you what to do, but you know what to do. The van's round the back. So he suddenly discovers <laughs> that um, following the rule book is no longer a great idea and says, well, you know, and you've got to laugh. <laughs> I had no alternative but to... Um, Dis, dis, um, what, what's the word? Dis, dis, disfollow my own advice. Disfollow my own advice. Disfollow my own advice to ignore the fact that we actually have a ruling from the court, not allowing an injunction, and I'm doing this because I fear there will be chaos in LegCo. Gosh, that was certainly as it, as averted the yesterday. Um, you know, so th- then you have, and the, th- the temperature is rising. Who knows why? Yeah. Then you have um, the usual suspects calling for reinforcements from beyond um, the Hong Kong SAR's boundaries. In other words, shipping people in from across the border to take part in a protest. Some of whom were, you know, big chaps with with large knuckles. No. Are you saying that they were rent-a-mob? I'm certainly not suggesting, but I think it's wonderful. I love the way they all cleared off at 12.30, by the way. (laughs) Did did you see that? It was part of the deal. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, so the rent mob came in. Incidentally, they also stationed people outside Jimmy Lai's home. This got very little publicity. Because, you know, the new the new new is when you don't like people, in Hong Kong you used to vote against them, maybe you you'd write some newspapers against them. Now you've got to intimidate them. Dark glasses, black car. I, I, I don't think Jimmy Lai is particularly intimidatable, but... You so can know. you send me someone better? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah. I send, want to chuck an email in. Send a grown-up next time. Yeah, exactly. Shall we just finish the chronology? Let's, let's just finish the chronology, because there's not much more to it. So, meanwhile... So, now you've got... Um, Andrew Leung won't let these two into the chamber, but he can't actually stop them being admitted to the building because he has no power to do that. Yeah. So he, he stops that. Meanwhile, they're so-called smuggled in by well, other pro-Democrat legislators. <laughs> they walked in and instantly brought half of the press of him with them into the chamber. Um, the meeting lasts, I think, for half an hour and is stopped. So then all the pro-government legislators come out and go, oh, my God, there's chaos in the chamber. People are walking out. This is absolutely deplorable. They seem to have forgotten what happened last week. But even more sinister, they now, the usual suspects are now all coming out saying, you know what, if the court, when it gets to the judicial review, because we haven't even got there yet, it yeah, doesn't yeah. even start until the 3rd of November, if the court rules the wrong way, 
Listen to the language know, of these know, people who don't respect law. If the court rules the wrong way, well, it's very simple. We'll go to Beijing and we'll overturn it. Well, it is very simple. They can most certainly do it. And in fact, there are these powers which exist in the basic law. But while you're trashing the basic law, trashing the legal system, just think of the consequences of that. And why is all this going on? I mean, why is all this going on? Let's get to the bottom of the pile. Grand plan. It's to do with personal ambition and factional fighting. The reason why C.Y. Leung stuck his name on the application for an injunction, which was entirely superfluous, was to demonstrate to the bosses that he's, he's the boy. He's, he should be given a second chance to have a second term in Hong Kong. There is a small problem that nobody likes him here and, you know... That's what I like about you. You never generalise. <laughs> there are some expletives uttered when his name is mentioned. It's not nobody likes him. He, he, I, I did actually meet somebody who liked him. Um, and, you know, he's safely secured now. Um, but no, seriously, there are a few people who like him. But basically speaking, he's the most deeply unpopular chief executive Hong Kong's ever had. And... But he's going, don't you worry about that. I am the person... I am the boy. ...who will stand up for the interests of the central government. If the central government's main paranoid concern is about so-called splitism, which in Hong Kong actually is called localism, I will be the one not only to crack down on it, but to, to you know, to start rounding these people up, give them a really hard time, rely on me. So there's that power struggle going on. Mm. There's another power struggle going on within the liaison office in Western, which is where they all scuttle off to to get their orders, you know. The, the, the queues of people trying to get into Western from the pro-government camp to, you know, endear themselves <laughs> must, must be causing a traffic jam down there. Regina, who didn't go, but she did. She didn't go, but did. Only when she was then there, did she? But yes, she did, but she that's didn't. Right. She yeah. did, but she didn't. She now says she did. Anyway, so they're all busy scuttling down there for their orders, and some of them are waiting by their telephones to see whether the bosses are going to anoint them as the next chief executive. So they're all going, ah, yeah, we've got to show we're even redder than red. I saw yesterday that the hapless... Holden Motor Vehicle, or whatever he's called, Holden Chow, um, standing there with a big sort of red flag on his, <laughs> pinned to his suit. I thought, oh boy, you've got a bright future, son. <laughs> anyway, there they go. So there's, there's that power struggle. There's factional infighting, which the liaison office has been caught up in. Yeah. Because apparently they're not quite on the right side of the Xi Jinping. A L- lot of stuff about faction. that in the Chinese press. There's a lot it? of stuff about that. So they're now having to prove that they're redder than red. So everybody's trying to be redder than red. Oh, uh, meanwhile, to what end though? Meanwhile, <laughs> well, power, power and position. Who's yeah, well. well, their power and position. It's not. Fortunately, that bit's not complicated. Okay. It's everything else that's complicated. Meanwhile, oh yes, there's Hong Kong. Well, yeah, sorry, we're busy with our own power struggle. We can't be bothered about whether the rule of law collapses in Hong Kong. Whether people are so exasperated they're thinking of leaving. Whether they create such a nasty atmosphere that there really is violence on the street. All of these things, they absolutely are secondary to the power struggle. And this is the really big story. The power struggle that's going on happens to be focused around the chief executive election, but the stakes are actually quite high for a lot of those players because there's other positions to fill. There's other, um, how can you say, advantageous, you know, leverages to be held by people in the pro-government camp, and they are scrambling to get them. And they think the way to do it 
is to bring it on. It's interesting, this, because there's a lot... Yesterday, you saw a hell of a lot of frustration because tactics that might work, shall we say, in other places, just don't work here. People are... They go, yeah, whatever. All this well, hurt. I still think most people in Hong Kong are actually, you know, sitting back. They're very... I think a lot of people are very worried, but a lot of people actually clearly understand what's going on. Oh, they seem to. Yeah. They seem to. I want to read Pete's email because it's about this okay. stuff. Just let me find it here. Come on. It- Right, here we go. sent a letter. I know, by pigeon. Well done, Pete. He says, uh, lunchtime yesterday, RTHK News gave the number of pro-government demonstrators outside LegCo as hundreds. By late evening, it was 9,000. This morning, it was around 10,000. So he says, one, did they have permission for this demonstration? I thought he was going to get stuck into the news, guys, but no. Um, he said, why has there not been the usual police estimate of the numbers? Actually, there was. Okay, there was, and it was about uh, right. It, was it? It was well. It was about right. It was. It was very close to what the organisers um, estimated, which is which is new because normally the police, you know, there's ten thousand people out there, and the police say a small crowd of you know three three ten. persons on a job. They had no problem getting a permit for the march because you know all permits are not equal. Let's be very clear about that. There was, an, there was a reporter from um, Hong Kong Free Press attacked. His camera was seized. An intern, no less. Well. As in, poor guy. Yeah, poor <laughs> guy. I mean, young guy. Uh, camera was seized and the police saw all that and said, uh, oh, ooh, oh, 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 we're not taking any action on that. Give him the camera back. I mean, you know, I don't think we now got a police force that polices these demonstrations in a fair and equitable manner anymore. And that's why people are getting, you look at the now the ratings of the police force, they're going down and down because what was a pillar of Hong Kong society much respected by practically everybody in Hong Kong is now being forced to act in this partisan way. It's not good. It was about this time yesterday morning somebody sent me an email and said, blimey, look at this now Admiralty. Sent me a video and there was this massive queue that just appeared from nowhere over the, you know, the, the MTR side. Yeah. All these people going up and across the bridge. It was almost like it spontaneously that like they could have they even been bussed in. Got, bus, got on the MTR. Anyway, the point is they, they just also, appeared. They also had to spontaneously disappear at lunchtime. That, you know, that lunch really boxes, did happen. Lunch boxes were provided. Um, I speak now as a caterer. 12 we, we didn't get the contract. <laughs> Did get the we didn't get the contract. I'm just saying, you know, honestly, boys, we could have helped. One minutes to 11, still in with Steve Vines. I've got an email here from Drake. I'm going to have to paraphrase this because I'm having to read it on my phone, I'm afraid, and it's very small letters. So, Steve, Drake says, Many supporters of Hong Kong Indigenous voted for the Youngsby pair, but now they are not happy with their childish actions. On another Cantonese radio show, someone phoned in to criticise Baggio for not even being able to get into the council with all the votes they've blessed them with. I wouldn't blame them. They couldn't please everyone for what they did or did not do anyway, and for pro-Beijing camp had uh, prepared for the chaos and endless, uh, it says, deplores in hourly news loops, um, whoever be elected. Sorry, I didn't get the last bit, but you get the point. I get the point. I mean... uh what he's basically saying is some of their own supporters may well yeah, be disillusioned them. with them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I mean, you know, um, many, many people in the pro-democracy camp, whether they specifically supported them or not, are absolutely livid with them because they gave the pro-Beijing camp a perfect excuse to brand all the people who want democracy in Hong Kong as being anti-patriots and disparaging of the Chinese people, which, of course, just isn't true. So I, I think that they are really, really responsible 
for this disaster. They, they, they must hold their hands up. And at least I'm not worried about them doing these sort of cultural revolution, you know, um, self-confessing <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever they're called. But I do think that, that they, they have made an enormous error and that there are consequences. Now, one of the consequences, apparently, is the government's already so cock-a-hoop with its success in overruling the rule of law. But none of their preparing... stuff is being done in LegCo, so it's, it's got both sides. No, but they're yeah. now, you know, they, they're now saying, well, we didn't like this election result. They're now actually, you know, put the order out to the um, various minions to, to prepare for by-elections. And you know what will happen. They will then hold by-elections and they will, they will sort of riding on this crest of, um, of shutting people down. They will then pick off candidates they don't like. They will disqualify candidates from the, from well, the by-election. But that means, really, big picture, bye-bye LegCo. Well, bye-bye. What, what, Do you think... Bye-bye the tattered remnants of the electoral system. Because if you can chuck out two elected representatives who, I again repeat, through their own stupidity, but nonetheless, if you can do that, and then you hold another set of elections and screen out the people you don't like... Those two. <laughs> what, what sort of strasser do oh, you think you're on? You're on a road going into a very, very dark place indeed. So, well... Let's see how that works out. Mm. All right, let's move on. But if you've got any emails, do dr- I'll try and read them out at morningbrew at rthk.hk, whatever it is well, about. Well, talking about things that, that, that have gone viral um, out there in, in the old interspace, <laughs> we've got this case of Miss Chow, who's a cleaner employed in Wan Chai by a firm... You can't make this up, incidentally. Called Bagio Cleaning Services. Well, they're big. I, I didn't mean to mean to relate the two <laughs> events, but anyway, they do happen to be called Bagio Cleaning Services. And she was um, found guilty of the heinous crime, and I think she's probably one of the most dangerous people in Hong Kong. How many blokes were clipboards this time? <laughs> I don't know. I hope there were a lot. I bet there were. I hope there were Heavily a lot. Armed. Because the, the FEHD, if I haven't got that wrong, apparently sent one of their able-bodied down. They spotted her pouring water, which had some sulphur in it, which, she'd been used for cl- which she had been used to do some cleaning down the wrong drain, promptly slapped her with a $1,500 fine. Now, let's just draw back from this. This is a lady who earns, apparently, $8,300 a month. This, remember, is in prosperous Hong Kong where there's no poverty. She's looking after a family of three children, two of whom are disabled. She has a husband who is partially in work because he's a cancer survivor and presumably has to go for medication and what have you. She's got one child who isn't disabled. If she is fined, as she was, 1500 that's something like 20% of her salary. Now, for the average rich person in Hong Kong, 1500 is what they spend on, 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 you know, on the second Lunch. course of a lavish meal. Yeah. Um, we now learn that after this enormous fuss, Baggio Cleaning Services have apparently paid the fine why they didn't do that on day one is totally beyond me because after all she was working for them nobody knew about it and they they were subcontracting they were the subcontractors from oh that's right the fehd the very department which prosecuted her actually subcontracted this firm to do the job and then they decided well i tell you what let's not bother to find the company 
who's actually has a contractual obligation to them. Let's pick on this woman. She's pretty defenceless. No one will know. She's going to be kicked around. She probably lives in some place we've never heard of. She's got three bloody brats, you know. I mean, you know, let's, you know. It's Mr. all there, isn't Mr. it? Mr. Scrooge, eat your heart out. It's absolutely there. I mean, this is Hong Kong today. This is Hong Kong, where 20% of the population, it's a figure that always shocks me when I say it, 20% of the population live in poverty where if you drive a Rolls-Royce into Central and cause a traffic jam, nobody can see you. If you're a cleaner on $8,300 a month and you, you pour water down the wrong drain, bring it on, bring it on. Let's have the full force of the law. I wonder why people on the internet were upset about this. Very hard to judge, eh? Has this got a happy ending? Is it all... I don't know. I mean, the, 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 the small upside... It's pathetic, actually. It's, the small upside is that the company, very belatedly, has, has coughed up the money. Yeah, because they got, cause they got the, bubbled. The, the, the video that went viral was of, of her distress after the court hearing. And you can imagine why somebody like that would be distressed. I mean, you know, you don't even need to explain why it oh, is. Oh, I know, it's, I know. It's I know. very obvious. Um, she, she's had a lot of support... Actually, I'm sure other people would have paid the fine, but that's not the point. I mean, the, 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 the point is the money, because she's got so little of it. But the point is these Jobsworths, you know... Can you imagine? Can they, can they wake up in the morning, look at themselves in the mirror and say, good day's work, we finally banged to rights this middle-aged woman who's struggling to put food on the table and, you know, boy... You know, high fives all round. I bet it was too. Because because we caught her pouring the wrong water down the wrong drain on a Wednesday. Uh, It might have been a Tuesday. Oh, that's even worse. (laughs) It's even worse. Put her in the stocks. I know, I know. I mean, um, I tell you what, read Charles Dickens and and, and you'll wonder whether you're in, in Hong Kong still. I'll tell you what, I mean, this is an example of how a good few years ago, she would have got into trouble and that would be that, you know. Along comes citizen journalism on the internet yeah. and the, the social media and everything. And, yeah. and so it has its upside. It does have its upside. I mean, I'm not the, the biggest fan of the interweb, but, hey, no, a lot if, of... it, if it brings this stuff to light, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hope this one does have a happy ending. I hope the so. Yep, all I right hope then. so. So we, we've also got um, the apparent kickoff of the so-called... <laughs> Please, listener, don't laugh. The so-called chief executive election, with the first candidate about to uh, declare himself, Mr Justice Wu Kwong-hing, who apparently, is going, well, apparently will be holding a press conference later today and oh, he'll yeah. say he's a candidate. Um, can I just say, in parenthesis, he will not be elected? But, um, I hope he's oh, not listening. Oh, gosh. He didn't mean it. Oh, gosh, how do I know that? Because it's not an election. Nobody's even pretending it's election anymore. It's a selection process in which the 1,200 people who are allowed to vote have a firm majority of people who wait for their orders to be told, X has been nominated, Y is to be supported, Give him a and you can vote for anybody you like, but it has to be Y. So they're all sitting by their phones trying to work out whether, I mean, including C.Y. Leung, you know, will the bosses give him the nod to run? Will John Jung be given the nod to run? Will Regina Yip be given the nod to run? And, of course, they're very very courageous. They say, I will not run, unless I'm told Until to. I run. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, Justice Wu, apparently, um, is going to stand as the candidate who straddles the middle ground. 
Well, that's fantastic. Well done. I'm very pleased. Except the middle ground has gone down a gaping hole. Mm. And I just, I mean, it may add to the gaiety of nations for him to be a candidate in this elections, but it don't make no difference. Do you want to do your Mystic Meg bit? Well, my Mystic Meg bit says... Um, who is the least suitable and the most hated person well, for yeah, the job? I don't know. Step forward, see why long. I think his chances of being the anointed. Remember, that's all it is. This is this this election progress process is nothing more, nothing more than a process of um, dotting the eyes over a pre preordained selection. So I think Siwai Lung has at, at the very minimum. 50 chance of being selected. 